Hey folks, Bill here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Good day, good afternoon, good morning, good night, good whenever it is you're listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I appreciate your time, seeing as time is the ultimate form of currency. All right, in today's episode, I got to sit down with my good friend, Wes Browning. If you are not familiar with Wes, he is the product manager at Highbush Buds in Ridgeway, Alaska. To clear it up, it is not in Soldatna. It is on the Kenai Spur Highway, and uh, it's in the same building as Lucky Raven Tobacco. So if you are looking for a place with a wide selection of cannabis, that is a, a place with a wide selection of cannabis. All right, uh, we sat down. We discussed everything from uh, his intro into the cannabis industry to uh, growing his relationship with cultivators and how that's developed and helped him in retail and how he doesn't hook his friends up uh, when it comes to getting them in stores if they have crappy products. So if you are a commercial retail uh, uh, cultivator, uh, give Wes a call if you've got good product, I guess. I guess that's what that means. He's got discerning tastes. All right. Uh, so shout out to our uh, our biggest supporters, Iron Asylum Gym, located on KB Road. If you are interested in a place to work out, that is certainly a place to work out. For any questions that you have, check them out on Facebook at Iron Asylum Gym and on Instagram at Iron Asylum AK. Uh, they are open 24 hours a day. And one of my favorite things about this place is that in order to become a member, you have to do an interview with Brandon and Jelani Miller, the owners of Iron Asylum. So they don't let just, you know, anyone in. You, you got to know them. They also have veteran discounts. They have first responder discounts. They have all kinds of discounts. Like you have to really try to pay full price there. All right, so if you are interested in a place to work out, Iron Asylum. Also, strong supporter Dave and Seth over at 5150 Vapes, your vape super center on the peninsula. They have, I believe, over 200 different flavors of juice. Juice is what you put in your vaporizer to get your nicotine or your lack of nicotine if you're quitting smoking, whatever it is. Uh, if you are a vapor uh, person, if you are into vaping, they have what you need. They've got coils, they've got tanks, they've got mods, they've got juices, they've got all kinds of stuff. They also have energy drinks. So if you're looking to be caffeinated, they can keep you caffeinated. And they've got a, I, I think they have a juice that is probably flavored like your favorite energy drink. So if you want to, you know, get your nicotine that way and get caffeinated, whew, you can do it. They've also got CBD. So if you're looking to vape CBD, which is something that I may be getting into very, very soon, uh, there are places you can get that. We'll get to to that, uh, getting into CBDs a little bit later. All right. Uh, without those two uh, supporters, Iron Asylum and 5150 Vapes, we would not have the upcoming Distance to Find concert. That is October 27th at Four Royal Parkers in Soldatna. The show kicks off around 1030. And so, uh, yeah, come out. It's a free show. I'm sure there will be all kinds of specials. And this is a pregame for the Far North Derby's Rocky Horror Picture Show. So if you're, if you've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the Far North Derby girls and gal, guys and folks associated with the Far North Derby of all sorts, uh, they are doing a Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Orca Theater. On, uh, I believe it's 26th and the 27th. So we are the pregame for the 27th, the midnight showing. 
So, if you are going to the midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show and you need to find a way to keep yourself occupied, distance to find at Four Royal Parkers is one hell of a way to do that. And then catch a cab or an Uber or a Lyft or a horse-drawn buggy uh, right over to the Orca Theater. All right. Uh, also, shout-outs to uh, Micah Day and the Micah Day Show. He's the uh, beautiful soul that put together the flyer for the uh, Distance Defined Show. So if you thought that was a good-looking flyer and you would like a, a good-looking flyer put together for your business or industry event or any kind, if it's your kid's birthday, I'm sure Micah could do a bomb-ass uh, flyer for your kid's birthday. If you want to put together like a super dope party, you book DJ Biz for your kid's bar mitzvah, and you want a like fresh-ass flyer put together, get in touch with Micah Day. He'll put it together for you. Also, my good friends, the Johansons, just kidding, the Johnsons, Vincent and Jessica over at the Schnitzel Bomber. If you are looking for a good place to eat on K-Beach, that is a very good place to eat on K-Beach. I highly recommend it. And they have a sandwich named after me. What? A sandwich? Not just me, though. Buffalo Bill, the serial killer um, from uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's also named after him and uh, and the Buffalo Bills. But, yeah, you can order the Buffalo Bill. It's a spicy chicken sandwich. It's delicious, and it's kind of named after me. Who else gets to say that? They have a sandwich named after him. I guess, I don't know, like Hoagie, Tim Hoagie, maybe? I don't know if there was a Tim Hoagie. Maybe? All right. Anywho, I got a sandwich named after me, and that's damn cool, and you can get it at the Schnitzel Bomber. All right. No Weed November. Myself and uh, a couple of uh, loyal Woken Bakers uh, are are giving up weed, or whatever your vice is. Some of you guys don't, uh, don't smoke cannabis. Some of you guys are drinkers. I am not a drinker. However, if you are a drinker, you are encouraged. Give it up for a month. Why not? Uh, what's the worst that can happen is maybe you save some money or you discover something you like. Now, we're also have some, some challenges, uh, that we're working on. We're trying to do some saunaing and stuff like that. I don't know. Some, we're going to figure it all out. We got a little bit of time left. Not much time, but the first of November, done. Out of my life for like a month. And I got to eat more vegetables. That's the other thing. My wife is giving up booze and sweets and she's got to eat more vegetables too. Whoo, whoo. All right. Cleaning out that gut. <coughs> Sorry about that. All right. Now, if you know someone that uh, I should sit down and talk to, let me know. Easiest way to get a hold of me is just to email me at wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know who it is I should talk to, why I should talk to them, and I'll probably talk to them. I'll let you know. I'm really into conspiracy theories and uh, freedom of speech, and uh, I'm all about talking about uh, uh, the Second Amendment. I'm up for talking about whatever. This show is uh, this show is just a, a format. This is a platform for for me to talk to people about different things that I'm into, and I'm into a whole shitload of stuff. And if you are into something very cool that you don't think I know about, man, I would love to hear about it. So again, that email address is wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. We're also trying to book some concerts down here. Uh, one of the people that uh, people are asking for, uh, Adam Calhoun, another individual, Tay Tarantino. I'm actively working on trying to uh, make one, if not both of those happen. I would love to get Tay Tarantino down here. I think that would be super duper dope. All right. 
Enough about what I think would be cool. Let's get right on to the show. Coming up in just a second, Mr. Wes Browning of Highbush Buds, Trap Lord Circuit, you sexy son of a biscuit. You take it away. Basically. All right, I need about uh, 10 seconds, of, uh, a little bit of quiet, and so my... Ah, fuck it, we'll do that part at the end. Go ahead. No. No, we're on a roll, man. We'll do the last 10... We'll do that 10 seconds of silence at the end, man. We'll just keep all of this on. All right, I am sitting here today with Wes Browning, the product manager of Highbush Buds, located in lovely Ridgeway, technically Ridgeway. Yeah, Ridgeway. Yeah, yeah, not sold out now. No. No? We're... um... We're right outside. You made it. Just enough to piss Soldatna off. So. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so, well, first couple of questions. How did Highbush Buds come to be? Um, it was more, you know, kind of Tish wanted to do something to get into the marijuana industry. Um, she thought that there was going to be a lot of good. You know, her son was affected by... Uh, cancer. It ended up leading to where she had to go to some seedy spots to get marijuana, and she just thought that was ridiculous. Um, for me, I did you know a lot of the uh, friend hookups as far as the bud name made it back to her, and it was let's do a cultivation, um, and then decided not on a cultivation, more on retail because we both had experience and just didn't want to learn growing weed you know? yeah and you got to understand all aspects of the business to be successful at it so um, it just turned into um she threw it out as far as me and what my knowledge is because i've been growing for 22 years at this point and uh, use it for adhd all kinds of other stuff but um it turned into that's where the strengths were going to be so that's where we decided to go um, and then it just blossomed into the wonderful spot that Highbush is now. So. All right, and uh, and Tish is uh, Patricia Tish, Patterson. Patricia Patterson, absolutely, yeah, yeah, which is the actual owner of Highbush Buds. And Lucky Raven Tobacco yep. as well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so how did you um, how did you slip into the role of product manager? Uh, and and how do you? I mean, what? How does how does one accumulate the knowledge? Uh, to become the product manager in a retail operation other than smoking a whole lot of pot? Um, for me, I started growing when I was 14 years old, really was passionate about everything to do with cannabis. So the knowledge is the main basis of everything. I mean, a lot of the times because I've spent all these nights and days, you know, researching cannabis because it's what I love, um, it's, I know about this strain and that strain and the combos and the effects and the terpene reports and all that just after you read so much about it, it just sticks with you. You know, secondary, I'm also a concentrator from a grower. I've been doing that for about 10 years now. So it's just one leads to another leads to another. And it's just as far down the rabbit hole as you want to go, you know, um, for me and Tish, you know, my thing was everybody enjoyed my weed and people kept bringing Bama up, which was what I pretty much went by as far as, you know, the friends and all that kind of stuff. And it was always Bama's weed. You got to get Bama's weed. 
And so one day she realized that she knew who Bama was. We had already known one another for probably two years at that point, but it was just acquaintances, not real friends. And then it came down to she wanted to do the marijuana, like I was saying, and it was, all right, who's going to be the one individual? So she keeps, you know, asking around. And at that time, I was uh, running uh, Panama Reds, which is our premier garden shop, you know, uh, Carl Sanch, super good guy, best boss, super, super good guy, man. Um, and I was helping a lot of the local growers that were wanting to get into it, um, as far as cultivation and all. So I already had all the knowledge and a lot of the contacts and was friends with these people and was privy to be in their gardens and help set up a lot of the different gardens and throw kind of my two cents in it. So for us, it was down to, I had a lot of the contacts and I had just already just a relationship built with these people. And then it was, it was down to just getting it going, figuring out square footage, figuring out um, what we wanted to do with what limited space that we had to work with, you know, which you've been in and seen. Yeah. It's not a big spot, you know, it's cozy. You know, it's not cramped, but it's it's cozy. Yeah. Which, uh, which I, I guess the flip side of that is that you have uh, more strains than anyone else. More strains than I've seen in the state. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you're at home listening and you're wondering what that weird panting is, uh, no one is making love. That's my dogs, uh, Toothless and Wart, uh, trying to get to know uh, Wes. They're just, wonderful. They're just loving dudes. <laughs> um, so, um, so you already knew these people. Uh, A lot of them, yeah. And then it was down to, you know, just setting up other relationships, me being a, a grower myself, and just being able to, to talk with them, you know, on a, a serious basis, you know, for, hey, this helps me. And um, I've stumbled across this. A lot of other uh, cultivators, you know, finding out what they use to kind of help everything out. Um, it's just been, you know, good um, having, you know, Carl was a good stepping stone. It's been yeah. good having that ability to really see them whenever they were kind of setting up and make those relationships, you know. Because before anybody, you knew anybody had good weed, it was everybody was kind of getting started, yeah. you know, and um, made a lot of good relationships before, you know, that and, of course, after that. Well, I think it's got to that's got to come into play. Like you were the guy that was helping them set up, um, you know, and they, they were coming to you. You were the, the 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 reference point. But when it comes to bud tenders, because as product manager, your bud tenders are your kind of business ambassadors. Absolutely. Uh, and how do you decide who fits in the right mold, like or who fits in the right spot? Um, you know, who is a right, not just the right person for for high bush. Um, but who is the right sort of person to, to work for you and to work for Tish and to, um, to, to keep the kind of wheels uh, rolling? Um, you know, it, first thing is smarts. You know, I'm going to go straight to the, to the core of everything. Um, math. You got to know math, <laughs> you know. You gotta fractions. Have, yeah. You got to know fractions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to know metric system. Uh, yeah, man, decimals, all that. Oh, you got to you just you you got to be savvy on the math points, you know, because 
we're working in numbers all day and it's via cash register or knowing where your weights are you know what i mean and a lot of it too is is educating the customer you know we'll get a lot of people come in and and they're like you know what's a quarter well some people are well a grant an ounce is 30 grams well no it's 32 grams it's 28.395 is the way that the metric runs so that's what we've got to go off of you know so it's all in reference to that so you're looking at seven grams you know um math is is primo point you know people skills um is absolutely on top of everything and all of it because you're dealing with a lot of people every day we get anywhere from 250 to 550 customers on any given day and that's a whole lot of talking with the public and educating and smiling and all of that stuff. So people skills, you know what I mean? Um, for me, as far as hiring and kind of how I go, um, I'm a bit of a snob. You know, I like to know a little bit. I like to kind of see you in action. Um, I'm guilty of hiring a lot of our customers. You know, people roll through and... I get to see them and interact with them and it's it's good because then I know somewhat of that personality versus what this piece of paper can tell me. You know, we do a whole lot of when we are hiring, I like the five minute interviews, which is what Tish had thrown out at me. Just, just give them five minutes, she said. And there was so many people that come in. They want to they wanna be at Highbush. They want to work with us, you know, and that's the warm and fuzzy feeling because we're doing something right if people are wanting to, to work there, you know. We try to have a whole lot of fun. But the five minutes thing is get you in, give you that five minutes, ask you a couple questions, see how you do under pressure, you know, see where your math skills and stuff like that are, and then just kind of see if you fit in the cogs of the, the grand scheme and the machine, you know. Um, the, um, the With the amount of strains that we have, um, for me, uh, I do a whole lot of talking with the bud tenders. So brand new bud tender walks in today. It's not like I expect you to know everything about weed and us to sit down and have an intellectual conversation. For me, I, I expect to be able to teach you stuff because I've been doing it for so long, you know. Uh, different sativas, indicas, your hybrids or your CBDs and stuff. And, I mean, right now I think our record is 82, which is also like the state record to run between uh, flower and joints. Um, at any given time, we can have anywhere from 10 joints to 20 joints, and we could have anywhere from... 50 to 80 different strains as far as flower and then cannabis concentrates you know i like to keep a good 50 varieties if not more um, just because if you if you come in and you see what you like then you don't have to go nowhere else and then if i keep that up with change and stuff then it's down to you come to my shop and you see what my selection is and 99% of the times I got something that you're really going to like, that you're going to walk away with happy, not only with the product that you got, the price that you got, but the service that you got also, you know, that's super big. It's, it's, it's one or none. I want all three or I don't want none out of you. You know what I mean? So 
I expect a lot out of my people. And I really, I couldn't do what I do without any one of them. They've all been very valuable in all their different ways. And they're smart cats. They're good guys, good gals that love what they do. And it absolutely shows. Now, when you're looking at strains to carry in store, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what are you looking for as the product manager? Like, what sort of uh, what sort of things are you looking for? Like, if someone comes to you with, okay, this is uh, this is what it what my readings came back with. These were my test results from Canatest or whoever is providing mm-hmm. the test. Um, what are you looking for when uh, when you're reading those I don't know those, those nutritional facts on the back? Um, a lot of it is THC driven. You know, most everybody wants that high THC, hard hitting stuff. Uh, usually, the 17 percent under doesn't move well unless you've got it at a good price, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of good damn weed. I can't stress that enough. There's a lot of good damn weed that's out there <coughs> under you know 17 percent they'll, they'll have extremely high terpene reports but they're not the ones that are moving everybody wants that 30 percent stuff which it's good too you know but um it's the one that puts you down and makes you drool it just gets you absolutely floored you know and a lot of the times you can get those good indicas or those good sativas and smoke a whole joint because you want to smoke a whole joint, yeah. you know, um, or a bowl or two or a bong rip, you know, um, and not just be absolutely faded. You want to enjoy that smoking uh, process. And, and so there's a lot of good weeds that have really been taken out of the garden because it's all about that THC. And now, fortunately, I get a lot more questions asked about what's the terpene report on it. Um, a lot of the times, we'll pick it out and kind of break down. If, Who's that lady keeps whistling at me? I don't uh, know. She <laughs> clearly likes you. She she thinks you're a sexy piece. Yeah. So. Um, um. It's 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 down to that. You know, they want to know the terpene reports. Hey, what's you know what's the myrcene in this one, or or what's the limonene in this one, and um, unfortunately, I can't talk and tell anybody about those effects because they're flavors with effects. That's sweet and simple way to put terpenes out there. You know, uh, limonene is known for lemon kind of lime flavor. There's also a limine that's really the, the lime flavor, but the limonene. And um, it's, it's also a mood elevator. It brings you up, you know. But per what our regs and stuff, you can't you can't tell people anything. Yeah, you can't talk about the medicinal no, values. None of that yeah. stuff, you know, which is unfortunate because terpenes they are good, you know. But well, you can't talk about terpenes. No, we can't. We can't talk about any effects on what terpenes are. Oh, wow. It's on the medical side. I can't. I can. I can relate something as to where, like, you know, I know when I smoke something with uh, limonene in it. It makes me feel good. You know, I feel a little zippy. I want to go do something. I feel just just my mood is uplifted. That's how it makes me feel. But you can't. But I can't okay. say the medical facts on it actually say that it is a mood enhancer and elevator. I can't tell people in my shop that, which is unfortunate because the facts are there. I can have printouts that it's not this country boy's opinion. It's this doctor that done this study shows these results for limonene 
or myrcene. You know, the myrcene, a lot of people with the indica like the myrcene, that's the one you feel behind the eyes and in the cheeks to where your face is sagging, to where you just knew your mom and dad were going to know that you were stoned because you could not make a facial expression, you know? Like, it's it's that one that, that you get sought after, those type ones, and, and Mercy's got a lot of good benefits to it also. But So, so it's kind of like, uh, the only thing I can equate it to is, is kind of like bodybuilding. It's like the science of bodybuilding. If you know how to make... Uh, how to build gigantic traps, and and the, yeah. what what you're looking for is is to have the peer, the appearance of the biggest traps. There there are steps that you that's do. exactly right. Okay, so yeah. if there are steps that say you want to bring in the mercine or any of these other terpene terpenes, uh, there are steps that you can take to, to boost that, or there are strains can, that are higher in those. Yes, there are strains okay. that are higher. You can do things to boost terpene profiles, but it's usually specific and unique to what plant that you're growing down to phenomes you know you got one strain that is purple sticky icky punch but you've got five different phenomes of purple sticky icky punch which by the way purple sticky icky punch is a strain specifically to me okay it is purple punch and marionberry kush it should be brought to friends near you very shortly um, I know, a quick quick thing about the marionberry kush is it any relation to the marionberry like the Marionberry plant, like that has a berry, or Marionberry, like the former mayor of Washington, D.C., that was arrested with a prostitute and crack? Uh, you know, it would be awesome if it was linked to him, but unfortunately, other than just being some really good stony party time bud like okay. Marionberry was, okay. um, that's really the only kind of lineage. The, the Marionberry, um, the cross is um it's more you know you're fruity you're funky you know yeah. it's more like the marionberry because the marionberry is fruity but it's got a little tart to it you know okay. um uh, so so that's really where that kind of comes through you know um thc's and stuff like like beforehand back to where we were the highs to the lows and kind of losing out you know for me, really what I'm looking for is a lot of the buzz of, of my customers. You know, like, hey, have you heard about this strain or that strain? And a lot of the times it's all like, yeah, but no one that I know is growing it or or it's not available kind of stuff. You know, um, a lot of it's getting down to where, fortunately, our wonderful cultivators with the request of, can I please have a couple of samples for my bud tenders? Um, usually they're all, you know, they oblige me with that. And then I can get really what these strains are specifically for what the product I'm going to buy and put out to my customers um, with samples. You know, that's probably the best way because every grower is different. Everybody right now is loving Gorilla Glue, as far as a cultivator, um, I get all kinds of, oh, our Gorilla Glue is different than their Gorilla Glue. Well, absolutely, you grew it, not them, you know. But it's finding that Gorilla Glue cut that is the fire, you know. And it's it's down to just like we used to do it, man. You know, these numbers, these printouts tell me that it's safe and it's of X percent THC. And that's that's fine, you know. But I kind of removed myself other than this bud is tested out safe. And I go with flavor, effects, you know, what's the rest of the crew say, um, and, and just run my opinion on, on purchasing kind of that way. Because 
every single one of my bud tenders is a snob in their own way. Me, I love my concentrates, and I do more of looking at my test results, knowing my cultivators, looking at my bud, you know what I mean, that's going to be that sample. And then for me, I put it in the hands of who, who, who likes sativas, who likes indicas, who really likes your hybrids. And then kind of switch it up for, would you like to try an indica this time? Would you like to try a sativa? And then kind of go amongst all us because we're the ones that's going to be selling it, yeah. you know? So it's down to what is, what is the same old way of letting our eyes and our nose and just the feel of that sticky icky um, when you remove all of that other than it's safe bud, you know? Uh, so for me, bringing everything in, that's really what I look for. Don't get me wrong, tomorrow if somebody comes up with a 37% test, I'm probably going to be hard up to to talk to them and see what kind of grow method they got. If they did a terpene report, a sample, you know, it's that kind of stuff because THC is driving where the market is, you know. Um, and then we're doing the education to get the terpenes. But that's terpenes are so underrated here and and so valuable everywhere else. You know? um, so <clears throat> that's pretty much for me and my you know purchasing kind of stuff. That's kind of just how I look for as as far as where our THCs are. What's my grow method, and then. What's that sample tell me? What's my crew telling me? Are they telling me that it's absolute, just fire gas, I got to get some more? Or are they saying like, yeah, you know, it's good, bud, or it tastes like moldy basement weed, you know? All right. Um, as far as uh, from a retail perspective, in the state of Alaska, what is the uh, single greatest issue that you face regulation-wise? Um, you know... Overregulation. Okay. You know, they they nitpick for this area and for that area, and you know it's down to alcohol can have all kinds of stuff that we just absolutely can't do. I can't ever. I, I can't say you know Mary and Barry Cush is on sale today because it's strain specific. But down the road, the liquor store can say Budweiser on sale today. You know, yeah. so so it's 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 almost over regulation, you know, um, and it would be real nice if our governing body would come to these people. I wish that that they would come to me and ask me the same question you just asked me. What's affecting retail in an absolute negative way, Wes? You know, after we get done with that conversation, okay. What is positive because they've they've done good, you know what yeah. I mean, and they're trying. They're not bad people. They're not trying to not make it to where we can't do this. I feel wholeheartedly, even though sometimes it kind of seems that way that they're against us. You know, I feel that they want this industry. They're just between the state and how the state moves, which is like an elephant. It's slow, but when it moves, it's it's moving. It's a big change. Yeah. You know, so we've just got a couple of years under our belt. You know, hopefully it'll come down to they do come in and they start asking all the cultivators that are really putting out a lot of pounds, a lot of tonnage. 
the retailers that are moving the tonnage, the the extractors that are purchasing the tonnage. You know, you got all of these big people, and we're we're kind of the elephants as far as you know. Whenever we change, it's because we're trying to do something positive as far as, but it takes a whole lot to really get there, you know? So talking to the board would be great if they would be open to it. And then it trickles down because the things that affect me as a bigger spot, um, I'm not dealing with the small stuff, you know, the small guys, they got their problems. You know, there's too much of this and there's too much of that when they're only doing this. And as, as for me, on some things, it's like, oh, it ain't enough of this and it ain't enough of that because of my size, you know. Yeah. Um, the, um, the other thing that always touches this is the, uh, the taxation that the cultivators run. And it's sad that it's put wholeheartedly a burden on them, but it's down to if we taxed other people, you know, if I taxed, if we fought to get the manufacturer's tax, we'd have to separate it in so many different levels because only marijuana is taxed at a certain rate, not the atomizers, not the the caps that go on it, not the packaging, like, you know, all of these other things. So you'd have so many different things that would be broken down into, is that a cost for marijuana, not a cost for marijuana, you know? And, and unfortunately, the way that they saw the easiest way was to just put it on the cultivator. Now we've got three or four different categories as the cultivator to run through for our taxation. And it would be nice if it was down to a percentage tax. You know, right now I think it's 36%, which is ridiculous. It's astronomical, you know, um, when it could be a, a lot lower, I feel. You know, I can't throw out numbers and statistics, but that 800 per pound just seems like it's just, they just pulled something out of thin air. It, it, is, uh, it was something I think that, that probably wasn't done with a lot of thought. Sure. Um, it was it was done, I think, by people who um, didn't have any experience with a whole lot of anything and were charged with creating retail. an industry. Yeah. And so, um, they I don't know, the... the Points of reference before that were Washington and sure. Colorado. Sure. And so I think $800 uh, per pound sounded like a good, solid, arbitrary number, but it didn't take into account bad crops or it All didn't that. take into account low yields. It yep. didn't come into, um, I hate to use the term size queen, but yeah. when it comes to THC, no, right. some stuff's just going to come naturally higher. Absolutely. That's why you see you know 13% stuff selling for uh, 25 or 28 dollars for an eighth, uh, versus, um, you know, 61 for a 30 percenter. Yeah. We got 61 79. I'll get you out the door for a 30 percenter that I got, you know? So, so absolutely because it would change the game with a percentage tax because it's not down to you charged uh, wholesale for your, uh, 13%, $2,800 a pound. You just lost, you, you just lost $800 off the top of that. Like now you got all this other stuff. So it, and, and, and for me to be honest with you as a cultivator, I can, I can damn near tell you, it takes just as much to grow that 13% as it does that 30%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so the cost for taxation is not anywhere equal to, you know, 
But that, you know, and it's not down to the board. The board should be doing this and the board should be doing that. Really, the state is the elephant that's got to move on it. And they're the ones that have got to say, look, okay, we're going to reevaluate this. We're going to go to a percentage tax of X percentage on what your sale is instead of a flat 800. Um, Then you got trim and you got just the titling of different stuff too. You know what I mean? But that would affect everything across the board drastically if we were able to lower the cultivator's um, taxation from a flat tax to a percentage tax. And a, if you're going to do a flat tax, okay, lower that 800 because the 13%, they're really taking it in the shorts. The the. 30% really ain't taking it in the shorts. You're making money off of that. Yeah. You know, but you're losing money. And either way, you still grew this crop, you know. But then isn't the incentive then to grow better weed? Well, they shouldn't be the ones throwing the incentive on growing better weed. That should be the market deeming that. You Fair know what enough. I'm saying? That should be um, my crop ain't selling at a 20%, but Joe's is selling at a 28%. I got to figure out how Joe's making that 28%, you know, it shouldn't be the, the, the regulatory body going, well, you got to grow better weed to get better stuff. They should be on our side with, you know, they're there for us because the people that are employed, if this industry goes down they're they're going down with it. You know, they're, they're losing at this point. I mean, we're, we're too big. We've got too much momentum going. And if we had, good stuff in place that would allow us to really spread our wings, you know, then we would have a a beautiful industry. But right now we got a lot of taxes, you know, we got a lot of people that are wanting to live this dream and jump into this marijuana and they're, we're only so big. There's, there's a whole lot of people out there that are going to have crushed dreams, you know, and they've spent everything they got. They took all their retirement. They quit their jobs. They, they invested because they can grow good weed in a tent. That, that don't count. You know what I mean? Like, like where we're at now is creams rising to the top. And you got to be part of that cream or you got to figure out what else you're going to do in the industry. Because there's only so many retailers that can make it. Once every retailer's on the corner like Washington, the money ain't in it. And why do that? Move on to something else. You know what I mean? Um, cultivators, same damn thing. You got all kinds of good cultivators. Well, there's going to be a flood in the market and somebody's going to have good weed. And they're only going to be charging. They're going to be charging dirt prices because they want to sell more weed than anybody else. And their scheme is volume. And so they're going to take that. They're going to take a little bit of the hit because they're really going to make their money later on when all their crops are gone and all of that flowers just blooming out now they can grow more because the price per the thc is is leveled out to where damn this is a good buy for the customers and now your market for your people that have been making good headway and stuff they're going to lose to this brand new guy that come in with a different market scheme and a different plan because my seat as a retailer i have to go with where the customers are and if the customers keep coming at me with, I only want to spend $40 an eighth. I only want to spend down the road. They got $40 eights, you know, and it's good ass weed too. 
I got to figure out because now my customer base is going down the road to the $40 eights of good ass weed, you know? So, so we're getting to a bottleneck. We're getting to a cork off point, you know, and I'm for free enterprise. I believe everybody should have their dream and they should jump in head first because my grow is different than your grow is different than your manufacturer is different than your retail. You do your thing, how you do your thing, you know, but it's, it's got a whole lot of frass in the way. You got a lot of shit coming at you that ain't, it, you know, it, it ain't going to be friendly to you because it's a flood in the market. And, you know, there you are with good bud at a not so good price. That's just sitting there, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of the worry is, is everything is just going to get corked off. You know what I mean? And then we're just going to start dropping down. And it's it's down to, you got to be on your A game when you're coming into it now, no matter what you're doing. We got good retailers. We got good cultivators. We got good manufacturers. And the good ones are only getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, I guess my next question is when it comes to good weed, um, how important is it to you to carry um, – local weed and and if it's local weed that is that is subpar are you going to carry it i can't i i my you know i love my local cultivators and i'm absolutely thankful for every single one of them that's been a participant in high bush but the the market deems what brings my paycheck in what keeps the lights on what keeps tish happy what keeps our bud tenders paid in the weed on the shelf and if it's down to weed that no one's asking for i don't have the room for that cultivator that bud that strain whatever it may be it's just taking up space that's that's right you know i got to get in what people want and I, I, there's, there's cultivators. I, I absolutely love them. I would sit down and have a bowl and a dab any damn day of the week with them and enjoy that conversation. But they do not get requested in my shop. No one asks for them. And so no matter how much personally I love them and think that they are the shit, you know, no one is asking for their flower, you know, um, some of them will have, 10 strains, they'll have one or two strains that are in my store. And it's because that's what my customers are asking for. They're not asking for any of these other ones. You know what I mean? So as much as I would love to have enough space for everybody in Highbush, I don't because hell, it costs money to run a business, you know? And the longer that weed sits on that shelf, the less anyone makes off of it. Whenever customers are coming in and they got to have an eighth of this and a gram of that. And, oh, by the way, we got some. And they're like, whoa, I got to get some of that. You know, that's that's what I got to do, you know, because for me, it's it's extremely hard, no matter how good I know that this weed is to go. I really like this weed and I like this cultivator. I really, really do like this. Well, well, why do you like it? Well, I like the flavor of this and I like the flavor of that. Well, I like fruity with a little bit of funky. Some people like skunky. Some people are all in the gassy stuff, you know. But 
it's down to just it's got to move, you know, and it's down to the more time essentially with my 80 strains that I have to, to throw it all out and to educate and to try and convince someone that I absolutely love this weed. And here's why I absolutely love this weed versus the cultivators on point, the THC's on point, the price is on point, And I'm able to go, this is absolute fire weed and honestly tell them the truth and stick it up there. And just like we used to do, man, those numbers are up there. But, but up until a couple years ago, we didn't have no numbers. We had what our eyes told us, what our nose told us. Holy shit, that's a sticky, icky bud. Look at how tight those nugs are. It's really all down to that. You know, I mean, the the THC is a beautiful number. The terpenes for me, like I say, have more expression. I'd rather have a 22, 23, 24 with a 2.5 terpene. That, in my opinion, is some floored, stony-ass, amazing weed. You know, a 30% with a 2 terpene, that's some stony-ass weed, too. But... All of it's down to what the public wants, you know, and that's driven by media or my buddy down south got some of this or my friends growing that or, you know, my favorite bud tender told me that this is their go-to strain. You know, it's all word of mouth and what you see when you get there, you know what I mean? Fortunately, with, with my bud tenders, I got people that trust them. I I got one old boy just popped into my head right now. He comes in, and if I'm in the back, he just asks them if I'm available, and then they'll tell me that he's up there, and I'll run through and go, oh, man, you got to try this one. It don't matter what it is. It could be an indica. It could be a sativa, a hybrid. He don't really like the CBD strains, a concentrate, anything. It's like me and him, are, we're, we're in tune. Yeah, you understand with, that's right. what he wants. That's right, yeah. man. And sometimes he'll come in and go, ah, sativa today. And then he'll go sit down. And so I'll pick out what good sativa that I'm rocking on, man, write everything down and then stick it right on up. You know, that's that's faith. You just, I mean, that that's almost like uh, what, ordering somebody's food or their drinks. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I feel I feel privileged to be able to do that and him every single time I'm the one that he chooses to get some good dank that he's gonna spend his money on. You know what I mean? And which anytime somebody comes up and's all like, Oh my god, you'll have such a good selection, I get the warm and fuzzies because that's that you know, I I brought this weed in, you know, and for me for the cultivators I start talking to them about, oh, this one and this one and this one and telling all the wonderful points about them and how they grow and, and just what good people they are because all my cultivators, I enjoy them. You know, I, I, they're good people, you know. But it's all down to, you know, what the customers want. No matter what I want, it's down at the end of the day to where I bring it in and it don't move. We got we to gotta go to the next level, which is what's next, yeah. you know. Well, well, isn't that like really any independent retail though? Like, if that's um, if that's a small grocery store, or that is a, a video store, or whatever whatever business it is, whatever small business that your your niche market is, mm-hmm. is you really only have space for the things that that are moving. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, what's the point of carrying? Absolutely. So, so as of you know today, this end of October, 
Um, Dave, like what are, what are the, the current popular strains in your shop? What are people really seeming to enjoy? Um, fuzzy from Fuzzy Buds. The gummy bears. Um, the well, well, the um, fuzzy buds was like his first baby. Yes. Then green go is is his baby now. Okay. Which is where we've got it, but but it is fuzzy for fuzzy buds and green go and all that same cultivator, same, same dude. killer guy, man. He's he's a he's an awesome he's guy. A, he's the the chef behind a couple of different restaurants. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. He's um he's moved on just to where it's green go. That's his baby now okay. that he focuses on. But but it's it's really he's sought after because of his high THCs, his number of strains. He's got a standard and he's able to put out I think state record right now is 32%, which is a gummy bear. He's got a 30% grease monkey. Um, there's just, you know, just to name, uh, there's so many of them, you know, dragon's breath and, and, um, cupcake and I I mean, just mimosa, you know, um, just, just those, those are, he's, he's really good. Um, you've got, uh, peace frog botanicals. They're, they're Shout always, out to Dolly and Jeff yeah. and, and the, uh, the award-winning platinum yes, huckleberry that's right. cookies. That's what I was going to say. So their PHC, their platinum huckleberry cookies is always primo fire on point. You know, they're good people. They're good growers. You got, um, you got green rush gardens, you know, these two of course are local down here. Fuzzy's going to be up there in Wasilla Anchorage area. Um, but the 91, uh, Kim cookies from green rush, super duper good. You know, um, the, uh, lemon ice pucker, the, um, white Tahoe and the rude boy from guest services up in the Houston area, really good weed sought after. Um, the, uh, the other one from, from, uh, green rush gardens, their green crack and sky Lotus super killer, bud. too. not man. familiar with their sky Lotus, but okay. uh, well, green crack as, as a strain, like, if, like some people, I don't know if their, their favorite sort of beef is whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, I don't know. Fuck, their favorite sort of potato is a russet, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be like my russet. That's like my favorite. Yeah. Um, that is the that is the strain that the first time I had it, I knew like that's a strain I like, and that's a strain that I'm I'm going to stick with. It was mm-hmm. it was uh, one of my first sativa experiences um, where I knew like this is what this is, and this right. is what this is. Right. Uh, and it came from like the Alaska Cannabis Club. I was like one of the early oh, members okay, of, yeah. uh, of, of uh, I don't know if that's like implicating myself in something. <laughs> uh, not any more than sure than her, I'm sure. But yeah, so when Charlotte Green had that, uh, had the Alaska Cannabis Club, um, yeah, Green Crack was one of the strains that they carried. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, the first time I had that. I was like, this is, this is, I think, what that higher level of, of cannabis is. That's when it kind of made sense to me. Uh, the, the question I have for you, because you're a concentrate guy, and I, I know yeah. that. Uh, and I've started recently experimenting uh, with, with concentrates. I really do think that uh, – are we, are we good on time? Oh, i got about what 10 minutes. What time is it? 5.02. All right. got to get going soon as well. <laughs> um, so um, I think that, that concentrates are the future. I think that, that you're, we're going to be getting away from, from the smoking. We're going to get away from like the – 
the the inhaling of carcinogens. I think it's a lot cleaner. It's a yeah. lot healthier. Yeah. Um, you, you're able to to now you know, uh, take your 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 cannabis, whether it's a inhale the uh, uh, concentrate um, or uh, in uh, in your food, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting that that concentrate. Now, one of the things that I've uh, and I'll try and include some links later on, but uh, there there are some guys in Colombia um, that are using uh, concentrate cannabis and uh, raw diets to uh, kill diseases. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get further down the road. I'm I'm going to get into that, but um, I like uh, for you know in my garden I'll take a green sugar leaf, put it in some water, a little bit of tea or something like that. You know for the evening times, um, it's super good. I um, I run smoothies. And so I'll take a couple of those water leaves and throw them in and run the smoothie that way. There's no um, active, you know, you're not going to get high. It's all THCA, so it's not been decarbed. So there's no buzz to it. But for me personally, I do it. I believe in it. You know, I think that um, we got away from cannabis as a society for stupid reasons many moons ago. And, um, there's a reason why we have an endocannabinoid system and receptors to all of these. I mean, we used to, we used to ingest this on a daily basis via eating it directly, or it would be a byproduct to feed our animals. So it was in their meat, you know, they had it in their proteins for us to partake, you know? So I I believe everyone is deficient, you know, and, and we should all eat more cannabis raw, hell cooked whatever you know it's just it's it's good for you is my two cents like stewed cannabis like i don't like you throw it like with some like some greens sure you know as long as it's a strain you like you know yeah nothing nothing you know my two cents is organic that's how i love to run so you're not uh you're not putting your chickens on steroids no no chickens on steroids here no berry bonds no No, no, no. I um, my favorite product is Alaskan Organics. Um, Dave Nunley, super good guy, one of my really, really good friends, and um, he's he's just got a primo product that's a lot of uh, fish and cod based. You know, um, not really any blood or any guanos or anything. Now, what is this? Uh, fertilizers. Okay, that's how I, for my organics. That's what I like to run. Um, so right. I was just as far as. You know, flush, if you're pulling green leaves off, me personally, I run organic. So, you know, you want to flush all of that out because there's going to be your your salts. You know, they're all, it's, it, you know, chemical fertilizers, chemical salts, they call them. Conventional commercial salts. It's all just different salts is what their food is. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, so grow it. So, so what you're saying then is grow it, grow organic, like you would grow some cucumbers. Yep, that's my two and, uh, and ingest it. More. That's right. Yep, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, as far as down south doing stuff and partaking everything and and diets, you know, um, I, I I wish it was more mainstream. You know, because like I said, I believe everybody's deficient. I think that they. We could all use it, you know. Um, it's good medicine as far as I'm concerned. What have you learned in retail over the last uh, two years? Like, what's been the biggest lesson? Um, make sure you double-check your math. That's probably my... <laughs> okay. No, um, 
you know, for retail in the regulated marijuana industry, I would say read your regs, stay up on top of your regs. Um, at night, you know, sometimes I'll be thinking about stuff and I've got my regs there. If I can't answer it right then in my head, it's time to go back and reread that reg. Because for me, at any given time, know one of our state enforcers could come in and it's all like hey this that and the other and per what the regs are i got to be able to spit that out i got to be able to know where their checks and all of this kind of stuff's coming from for any of the products and all so that's probably the best lesson is stay up on your regs because they change without warning you know today it's this tomorrow it's something different you know and they don't give you a heads up okay you know um, the, uh, the other thing is, is fortunately it's not a problem now and that's keep plenty of product in and roll lots of joints. That's probably the only other sound advice I could pass. Yeah. Today I had, um, the lemon ice pucker pre-roll. Oh, that's good. Good choice. Guest services. John Guest is a good guy. He grows good bud. Um, Good, pleasant man to chat with. I'm a sucker for stickers. I, I, I love his sticker. Yeah. Um, He's got the smoking bear. <laughs> yeah. um, well, uh, Wes, uh, thank you so much for your time. Is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, uh, well, of course, all our cultivators, all our customers, thank you for the love. Uh, we all appreciate you, and we can't do what we do without y'all. So uh, come on in and see me at High Bush. All right. Uh, thanks a ton, and uh, let's have a great day. And now, 10 seconds of quiet.